is the Nerd Talkalypse Podcast, your one-stop shop for everything nerd. We provide the latest and greatest from trending pop culture and fandoms alike. So take a break from killing zombies with your lightsaber, hang up your cape and cowl, and hop onto the Hogwarts Express and ride your way over to Geek Down to fight our gym leaders and hosts of the show, Lane Stipe and Deej Penhollow. What is up, nerd enthusiasts, and thank you for joining us for episode 81 of Nerd Talk Lips Podcast. This is our birthday episode, two-year anniversary, Lane. Two we are 81 episodes, and we've been doing this for two years. We're two think? years old. Two years, yeah. Like those guys at, uh, what was it, Suicide Squad? Which one was he talking shit? Uh, I don't even know. Because they were like, only 80 episodes, you guys are getting better. Oh, that was, uh, that was the, uh, oh, fuck, fuck, spoiler country. Because that's, because 52 weeks. That's a that's 104 episodes. Yeah. So for some reason, we're just 20, 24 weeks. We didn't do episodes. <laughs> well, there was the there was the time you got surgery, and there was whenever I had the baby, and just all the all the downtime in between. After we after we revamped the show and didn't do Arrowverse stuff anymore. Yeah. Like you know, there's weeks where we just not that we don't do Arrowverse at all. We just don't do it every week. So now sometimes there's a little bit of dead weeks. But we haven't even talked about Black Lightning yet, have we? Yeah, we did the premiere. We did talk about. Oh yeah, yeah, because it was the, all the premieres. Yeah, we definitely talked a little bit about it, but we haven't talked about the greater overarching story. But we're over, you know, we're we're behind on a lot of them. So <coughs> I'm gonna watch some of it. I know we're gonna get caught up, and we'll do maybe we'll do like a little catch up, let everybody know what we think, all that good shit. But so the way this episode is gonna work is that we're all we're doing Black Panther. That's the that's the uh, <clears throat> two year special podcast episode. But we also have some messages. From friends of the show that I've met over the course of the last two years, other podcasts um, that send us some some congrats and things like that. Um, so you guys can go check them out. Also, they'll, they'll be right here in the show. Probably, I'll probably put them in like right now after normally we would do news, but we don't have any news. Um, there's two little things here we can talk about. Um, Interesting. Do you, can you do this on your OneNote? Smart lookup. Yeah, like like right click on it. I'm called Smart Lookup, and huh. it just brings up whatever. That's interesting. Oh, let's see. Wait, maybe I have to highlight it. Yeah. Interesting. That's pretty cool. Well, we value your privacy. Hmm. Just got some. That's nice, <laughs> except it's bringing up actual pictures of Black Panthers. Yeah, but then there's up here's Black Panther. And no, I know. <laughs> I think it's funny, though. Does it open up within this little thing here? Oh, oh, it does. That is dope. Release date, for gross revenue, $404 million. Wow. This is nice to know. And it gives you even more. Oh, it's powered by Wikipedia page. It brings you right to. Powered by Bing. Interesting. Good fucking find, man. It was an accident. <laughs> I right clicked on black, and then I li- accidentally clicked on it because I was fucking. My fingers were not working right, and then I, I was like, "Huh." Nice find. Either way, hell yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna just leave that up there, and then we. Good to know. Okay, so yeah, uh, the first thing here we have, uh, I've got like, you know, some uh, nerdy slash non-nerdy recommends, and they're a little bit of reiterations, at least for this one. Uh, I started watching The Goldbergs, just as fucking good as Lane has always said it was. Oh, it's fucking awesome. I love that show. It's going to be awesome. They still haven't, I don't, like, they just, 
for some reason, they just stopped. And the new season that they're in, it just stopped. It hasn't aired for, like, weeks. I wonder if it's just on a break. I hope so. Interesting. Have you looked up anything about it? No. No? I can never find information that's relevant. Right. And who knows if it's right, so I don't even know. Yeah. But and I just, uh, last night, I just watched Vacation, which is, like, the, not the remake, or not even really the sequel, just the... Of Chevy Chase's Christmas Vacation, it's his f- kid, his son Rusty, that's doing it. Yeah, came out in 2015. It's, it's good funny. shit. Yeah, that movie is fucking hilarious. It's ridiculous. Like it's over the top, some shit, but it's it's funny. Yeah, a bunch of random ass cameos. Yeah, fucking Norman Reedus. He's like, it makes the kids comfortable. And he goes, "You have kids?" He goes, "No." <laughs> like, so you're not a rapist, are you? Because <laughs> remember, he got on the CB. He's like, oh, "Some my buddy told me truck drivers are all rapists. Are you a rapist?" <laughs> <laughs> and they fucked him up. Like, they were messing with his car. That car was ridiculous. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's that's good shit. So, we don't really have any news. I was, like, looking at a bunch of stuff, and there just wasn't a whole lot. Obviously, the, Mar- the Marvel section is all Black Panther stuff. So, I was like, well, we're going to be talking about all of Black Panther. So, you know, I, I decided not to put anything in there. And then there's not a whole ton of Justice League stuff that isn't already broken already. Um, and so I haven't really talked much about it. Walking Dead starts next week. Woohoo. Okay. So we'll go ahead and I guess we'll just, you just want to get right into it, man? Right into Black Panther? Let's do it. Okay. Gotta go. Whoops. All right. Welcome back to Spoiler Country. I'm Kendrick Regan. That's Wait, 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 wait. This isn't Spoiler Country, dude. This isn't Spoiler Country, man. It does look different in here. Yeah, it's all blue and it's like nerdy everywhere <laughs> we're in nerdtocalypse what <laughs> <laughs> how did we get here i'm in a bubble I, I, <laughs> in a bubble hey, don't, don't pop the bubble man don't pop don't it pop don't the pop bubble. it <laughs> well, what are we doing here johnny what why are we here well the guys at nerdtocalypse are coming up on two years with 79 episodes as of last month two years I mean, 79 episodes someone's yeah. getting lazy yeah i mean 79 in two years that's like 40 a year come on guys it's not even one a week <laughs> <laughs> no man two years I, is a big deal man congrats yeah, dude congratulations guys two years is awesome you guys are awesome uh you guys reached out and helped us out when we first started yeah so we appreciate that you guys were in the first podcast we talked to about uh, and anything really when we started back in july of last year yeah so you know how many is that six seven months Eight, seven, at, seven months and we're at 66 episodes so, yeah we're gonna catch up to you guys pretty quick yeah <laughs> we're gonna catch up probably about a month or so so no big deal no biggie congrats <laughs> Deej lane what's going on guys it's robert from the remote control podcast and i gotta tell you this guys congratulations on your two-year podcast anniversary that is epic i i hope that my own podcast can make it two years i mean we're we're almost on a year but hey it's not about me it's about you and, you know, not only do I want to congratulate you guys on your two years, but I need to thank you. I need to thank you from the bottom of my heart because I would not be where I am at now with our podcast, The Remote Control, if it were not for you guys. The help and the generosity that you gave over the past six months in helping us become what we are becoming. You know, this podcast community can sometimes be a pain in the ass, uh, especially when you're starting out. And about six months, yeah, it was about six months ago, I ran into Deej on one of the, those random podcast community groups on Facebook. And 
it was amazing because you weren't just there, Deech, to to give advice. You were eager to help uh, whoever came along, and I, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for that. Uh, you know, I, I I just don't know what else to say because I would not be where I'm at now if it wasn't for the help that you've given me over these past six months. And the, and the greatest thing about this is that generosity doesn't look like it's going to end anytime soon, and we're forever grateful for that. So. Our hats are off to you guys both, Lane and Deej, on an amazing two years so far. Uh, I'm looking forward to two, six, twelve, forty more years, hopefully, of uh, hearing the Nerd Talklips podcast because it is a hell of a time to listen to. And uh, you know, thank you, thank you from the bottom of our heart, and happy podcast anniversary, guys. Hey, it's your boy, Skinny Penis from the Remote Control. I'm saying congrats there to you guys at the Nerd Talklips podcast. Two years is pretty fucking long. Anyway. I never really talked to anybody other than Deej for, like, one conversation about Star Wars, but I know you guys vicariously through Bob, so just keep on keeping on. Hey, David Jason from DC On Screen here. Hello! We just wanted to pop in and wish a very happy second anniversary to the Nerd Talkalypse podcast. Happy, happy anniversary! anniversary! You know, man, so many, so many podcasts don't even make it to 10 episodes, much less 80. Woo! Deej, Deej, Lane, you guys do a fine show. You're getting better all the time. Here's the two more years of amazing podcasts, and and then that's it. That's it. You can never do it again. It's over. It's like a social security card with an expiration date on it. You just have to stop. You're just done. Bounce. It's time. Bounce. It's your time. Go with grace. Go with God. Bye, con Dios. Bye, y'all. Hey, hey, hey. This is Brandon Cruz from Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. Deej, Lane, let me just tell you guys, two years is nothing to shake a stick at. Even if it's a really large stick or gold embossed, you don't you don't shake it at two years because you have done what most podcasts can't do, and that's stick around for a long time. Most podcasts, you know, if they get if they get past like ten episodes, twenty five episodes, then you know they're they're good. They're good for till the stop running. And you guys have done it. You have you've passed that with flying colors. <laughs> anyway, congratulations on two years. And hey, here's here's the two to three three more at least at the very least. You can renew your contract in two to three years. Travis wanted to be here, but Travis is sick, so I'll just I'll just say his lines too. Hey, I'm Travis, and good job on two years as well as what Brandon said. I want to go ahead and also confirm everything he said and just reinforce that my feelings are similar, if not the exact same as Brandon's. Thank you, Travis. You're welcome, Brandon. Our voices sound the same. That's the critique we've gotten. Anyways, congratulations on two years. Bye. Hey, guys, this is Adam from the Odd Dad Out podcast. Wishing you a happy anniversary. Congratulations on hitting two years. I know it's not the easiest thing to come up with something to talk about every episode. So congratulations on making it this far and not giving up because I know probably as well as anybody else that sometimes it's really tough to keep going. So here's to your first two years and here's hoping that your next year or two or three or however long you guys decide to keep going are fun and successful. Congratulations, guys. Go ahead and start. All right, so we saw Black Panther on Friday. DJ and I went to State College 
and it was it was good. Like I had a good time. Uh, at the domestic box office so far, what four days in, five yeah. days in, <clears throat> four days it is at two hundred and thirty-five million, and with foreign foreigns one hundred and sixty-nine million total of four hundred and four million in four days. I think it's weird that the numbers are dead on even. Right, that's so weird. But either way, like I don't know what the production budget of this movie was, but it's doing fucking it's pulling like better than Star <coughs> Wars numbers. Which is pretty <laughs> fucking crazy. But like you said, Lane, you know, who knows if it'll keep up. All right, and it says that it was director Ryan Coogler, actors Chadwick Boseman, Lupita Nyong'o, Michael B. Jordan, Angela Bassett, Martin Freeman. Um, Andy Serkis is also in the movie. I don't know why he's not listed on there first. Who? Andy Serkis. What did he play? He's, the, he's Claw. Oh, really? Yeah, he's also Caesar from Planet of the Apes, and he's... Oh. Gollum. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. And he's also Snoke. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know any of that. <laughs> Andy Serkis is like top <coughs> notch motion capture actor. <laughs> yeah. He does all that shit. He loves it. And uh, it says, uh, related stories, February 18th, Black Panther delivers fifth largest opening of all time, heading toward $235 million plus for their four-day debut, which we've already, what they already did. And it said uh, t- target the 200 million four day opening weekend. They did. Marvel announces titles through 2019, which we've already pretty much had. Yeah. Just very interesting. The. Uh, it's pretty good, man. That's a good it's doing answer. really fucking good. Total. Yeah. Like. But like I was saying, I was like, an opening weekend only matters because of the hype of the movie. Like, you know, like it looked good. You know, the trailers make it look good. Right. What makes it make good money is if it is good and people continue to see it. Like. That's what fucked Justice League. Yeah. Like, it had, had, a a decent, had a decent opening night, but then it just, like, people just hated on it, and everybody, people weren't watching it just because people were saying it was bad and shit. And Fucking Rotten Tomatoes, dude. People depend on that shit way too much. But anyway, the movie is directed by Ryan Coogler, um, screenwriter Ryan Coogler, and J- Joe Robert Cole. Uh, costume designer was Ruth E. <laughs> Carter, and the music was by Ludwig, I don't even know how to say and that. And Beethoven. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what the hell is the name of that rapper I told you? Shit. Uh, Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar did a bunch of the stuff. I don't like him anymore. <laughs> I liked him before. Now he sucks ass to me. Which is going to be unpopular because everybody fucking loves Kendrick Lamar for some fucking reason. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the, yeah. So overall, the you know, the movie, I, m- without spoiling anything, we'll do the spoiler free synopsis. We were supposed to have a guest on for today, but he, didn't, he couldn't make it. So. We just didn't go ahead and we're gonna do it without him, but boy. Um you know, I, I I thought that the movie definitely suffers from like the typical trope of the Marvel cinematic universe and the, the villain was like super you know, anticlimactic here and there. Like you know, overall the the story was super self contained and I didn't expect it to be. Right. And you know what I mean? The, like you get like one little tiny moment that like ties it to the MCU as a whole as uh, far from it being Black Panther in and of itself, and you only see him in Civil War. They mentioned Civil War maybe <coughs> once, right? And then you get this like super self-contained story that hops out of the country for like maybe fifteen minutes, and then hops right back over, and you're there for the rest of the movie. Um, and then and then the, the villains, the villain. It's just a weird like it's a the whole the whole movie is super weirdly set up, but it's really it's cool. Like it doesn't suffer from like a bad plot or anything <coughs> like that. It just overall ended up being anticlimactic because the the stakes weren't very high. 
Right. Which, you know, this late in the game. Of I mean, the stakes were pretty fucking high, dude. If, if For the, Wakanda, if, if sure, the, yeah. And even for the world, if the world, if they would have succeeded, if he would have succeeded in getting all those weapons oh, shit, out yeah. of there. That's right. Can you imagine what would have happened to the world? Yeah, that's true. I didn't really think about it like that. Those are some of the that's probably the best weapons that are made on on Earth. Right. Not including, you know, um, alien weaponry and shit like that. But but yeah, so I don't I don't know if I had to, if I so let's read this spoiler free synopsis real <coughs> quick. Um, so after the death of his father, T'Challa returns home uh, to the African nation of Wakanda to take his rightful place as king. When a powerful enemy <coughs> suddenly reappears, T'Challa's uh suddenly reappears T'Challa's medal as king and as Black Panther gets tested when he's drawn into conflict and put puts the fate of Wakanda and the entire world at risk um, faced with treachery and danger the young king must rally his allies and release the power of the Black Panther to defeat his foes and secure the safety of his people so um, what what do you think Lane as far as like a like a personal rating goes or give your thoughts on the movie overall I don't know. It was good. There were some boring times. It was, uh, some of the fights were awesome, but then some of the fights were also pretty like just seemed cheesy, if it makes sense. Like it, like the last fight was not that great. No, it was super underwhelming. Yeah, it was very underwhelming. Now, what was really really cool was that some of the some of the technology that they put out. Oh, in this that movie shit was crazy. So awesome to see. Oh yeah, her his sister, that smart one or whatever, the one that makes that takes care of all the technology. She's the real fucking badass of this movie, dude. Yeah. Dude, like, the opening scene of the movie, you know what I mean, where he drops out the fucking airplane and shit, that shit was dope. <coughs> oh, yeah, most definitely. Like, all of the, and the, the movie looked fucking gorgeous. Like, there wasn't a single thing that I had a pro, like, nothing looked bad. No, like, all the CGI was amazing. and. But, like, I, I just, we just, the, the and the plot wasn't terrible, it just, you know, I, everything was just real weirdly underwhelming, and, like, the, but, like, his new suit is pretty fucking badass. Yeah, he does a couple cool, like, there was a really cool parts, but it was just not as many cool parts as I was expecting. Right. So I'd give it an eight, maybe an eight. Oh, that's crazy! Yeah, I was thinking about the exact same thing. I was gonna give it a solid eight out of ten. That's what I told my buddy Robert the day we watched it. Um, I said I give it a solid eight. I love Black Panther, and uh, just some of the boringness and some of the almost useless dialogue sometimes. Yeah, I just got it. But other than that, it was a good movie. Like, I'm happy. It was a great way to start off the year. What it did really successfully, though, is give you a lot of. Gave you a lot of backstory without dwelling on a ton of it. Yeah, they did a good job of ex- when he explained it right in the beginning, talking about the fruits and eating all the fruit, the fruit and shit, or the uh, that herb. Yeah, like we that's that's accurate. A lot of it was accurate. There was some, there wasn't as many continuity errors as normal. I think they kind of changed uh, Killmonger quite a bit. Yeah, but whatever. He was still he was alright. Like Black 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 Panther in and of itself, like he's not he's kind of an obscure character that they're adding into this. Like yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not doubt, doubting that he's po- that he's not popular, but was he? I didn't hear a whole lot about Black Panther before Civil War. <coughs> the only thing we didn't get to see, he has like those vibranium knives that he can throw. Yeah, that'd I be dope. It. That's awesome. But we didn't get to see that. Maybe we will during uh, Civil, uh, not Civil War, uh, Infinity War. Yeah, but this, I will say though. Go ahead. No, no, I, I was going to say more about technology. But the the movie does continue pretty much right after Civil War. Like it, it's a pretty good fluid. I think it's a week later. It's yeah, if that like you know because he went because I know after Civil War, well the, the movie his father died in that movie. Yeah. So he spent pretty much the rest of that time seeking revenge. 
and then at the end of Civil War, they take he takes on the guy that he was seeking revenge from. They begin with the uh, the Winter Soldier, and at the end of that movie, and he's like, "Oh, we'll keep him here. We have the technology, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. He'll be safe." Kind of shit. Yeah. And then uh, a lot of I think a lot of people forgot. I did not forget because there's a part in the movie where it says. The the woman, his sister's like, oh, now i got to heal another white boy or whatever. <laughs> I was like, well, fucking Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I almost did forget. Like, I was just like, holy shit. But, that you know, that was the only <coughs> – those two scenes, that last post credit scene and the beginning scene were, like, the the only thing that tied, tied right back to the MCU directly. Right. Other than the fact that Vibranium exists and we knew about Vibranium. Mm. Now we're just finding out where all the Vibranium comes from. I wonder where Stark got it. Did he get it from Claw? Uh, probably. To make that shield? Yeah, because that dude's been in a fuck ton of movies. A fuck ton of that Marvel movies. Well, I, was, I don't know if Claw was around when Captain America was first made in the Civil War. Or not in whatever war they were in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, probably not. But he's been... So I wonder how he got that vibranium. Then. I don't remember the first movie Andy Serkis showed up in. Um... I know he, for sure he was in Avengers two. Like for sure, I remember. I remember the scene. Claw. Oh really? Yeah. Um. Like uh, Ultron. Age of Ultron. Yeah. When when was he in it? Uh, I've only watched that movie one time. Yeah, I I don't. There's you a just scene. said you remember the scene. There, yeah, it's like a scene where they're they're coming out of an elevator and they're doing they're trying to get something. <coughs> everything to do with Ultron. He works for Ultron. Mm. In that movie, because Ultron's made of vibranium, isn't he not? Uh, I think so. I don't know. I don't think so, actually. Yeah, I'm not really. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I remember him being in the movie, and then he's been. In, he was definitely in Civil War because he killed T'Chaka, and he's been. I don't know. Let, let's. Well, dig a little it, bit deeper it was not to. the guy that killed Black Panther's dad. Was not that guy. It wasn't. No, remember he was in Civil War. They blew up. Because they were fighting that guy with the skull on his chest, and he had that fucking punchy thing. I can't oh, remember. yeah. I know you're what talking What the fuck about. is that guy's name? Uh, Crossbones? Crossbones. That's the guy that did that. Okay. Because it wasn't even that... He didn't even kill his dad. Uh, Scarlet Witch kind of was responsible for that. Right. Let's see here. Andy Circus. We were talking about... That's the, right, that's the same scene, right? When she, when they're, they're out there, the bomb's out there, and then she like grabs the bomb and throws it up, and it explodes that building. Boom, boom. Yeah. So let's see. Okay, right. Age of Ultron. Um maybe he mm-hmm. <coughs> Maybe he wasn't in Civil War. Chris swore he was. Nope. I don't remember seeing him in Civil War. Yeah, I don't think he was. I have to watch Ultron again though, because there's some that that movie had some. I want to like, fucking Hulk versus Hulkbuster. That was fucking dope. So he must have only showed up. 2008 was when the MCU started, and he's not. I don't see him in anything. So the first thing he shows up in has to be Age of Ultron. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah, right there, Supreme Leader Snoke. Interesting. Fungus the Boogeyman. That's that's weird. Okay. <laughs> Back to the notes here. So yeah, the the um 
The fuck were we even talking about? I don't know. But we're getting into the spoiler-free synopsis. The spoiler-full synopsis. <laughs> so if you don't want to hear it, don't listen. Yeah, so this is this is the end for you guys. Uh, um, this, <laughs> this is the end of you. Um, Welcome to the end of your life. And I promise it's going to hurt. <laughs> There's like that Artica, you know Artica? That band? Yeah. yeah. There's a right before a breakdown. They, that this is your, this is the end of you. This is your last day alive. And then they fucking break the fuck down. It's ridiculous. They're a fucking weird ass band. They're good though. I love them. Tony <laughs> D's dope. Yeah. All right. Um. So let's go fucking let's go right into it. Black Panther spoiler, right now. All right. Uh. Centuries ago, five African tribes war over a meteorite of alien metal vibranium. A warrior ingests a heart-shaped herb affected by the metal and gains superhuman abilities. He becomes the first Black Panther and unites the tribe to form the nation of Wakanda through the Jabari tribe, though the Jabari tribe choose not to follow, which is those are the ape guys. Those all Because the, everybody else was there, and those ape guys showed up at the end just yeah. to fight. Uh, the Wakandans use the vibranium to develop highly advanced technology and isolate themselves from the rest of the world by posing as a third world country. So yeah, very much like... Themyscira, um, but people don't. Yeah, but people don't know that Themyscira exists, right? But like, so yeah, people don't know. But people don't know that people know that Wakanda exists, but not the uh, super technological version of yeah, it. Yeah, but they still know that the place exists. Yeah, but like, yeah, so they have it like hidden in the trees through like a bunch of fucking technology guarded shit, and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful little city. It's crazy. But they fly into the fucking trees, and then it just turns into the fucking humongous fucking Wakandan city. It's beautiful. Yeah, it was awesome. It was really never gets old. I (laughs) I don't know if I did his accent right. (laughs) No, I've been trying in my head to try to replicate what fucking Forrest Whitaker was doing. His accent was so weird in this movie. I'm not sure who they were talking about, but we were sitting in front of uh, some black girls, and they had accents very similar to this, and they were like, uh, they were all wearing those type of clothing. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, "Oh, his his accent was horrible and stuff like that." Oh yeah, I didn't know who she was talking about. I almost wanted to ask her, but it was really loud in there. <laughs> I mean, it was really, it was really weird. He's like the black panther. It was super fucking strange, dude. I don't, I couldn't handle it anymore. Forrest Whitaker is, I don't, he's all right sometimes. Right. All right. So, <coughs> in 1992, while on an undercover assignment in Oakland, California, Prince Njobu, um, became convinced that Wakanda's isolationist policies had been or had done more harm than good and this is his father yeah um no yeah that's his uncle no his dad's name was t'chaka right yeah prince Najobu is the tip is the king's brother oh the brother okay yeah, yeah yeah okay um he became convinced that wakanda's isolationist policies had done more harm than good and vowed to share his technology with the people of um African descent around the world in order to help them conquer their oppressors. Um, how do you say it? Najobu? That's that how I say it. Okay, so um, Najobu enlisted black market arms dealer Ulysses, Ulysses Claw to infiltrate Wakanda and steal a cache of vibranium. Um, his brother, King T'Chaka, learned of this f- um, from another undercover agent, Zori. A young Forrest Whitaker's character. <laughs> right. And confronted Najobu who, I'm sorry, when Najobu attacked Zuri, T'Chaka reluctantly killed him and ordered Zuri to lie 
um, that Nijobu had disappeared. They left behind his American son, Eric, in order to maintain the lie. Yeah, just left him fatherless and didn't even care. Boop. Bye. Yeah, it was fucked up. It was a, it was a weird, you know, they were like, ar- like arms dealers and shit. <coughs> Straight, like the typical California, Oakland-looking type gangsters. Yep. Very interesting. And, uh, in 2016, following T'Chaka's death at the hands of Helmut Zemo, who who's that? Is that is that Crossbones? I think no. Death at the hands of Zemo. Baron Zemo, I guess, but I don't know why they're calling him Helmet. Maybe that's just his real name. T'Challa returns to Wakanda to assume the throne. He and Okoye, the leader of Dora Milaje fighting force, extract his ex-lover Nakia from an undercover assignment so she can attend his coronation ceremony. Yeah, she was the the general. She uh, played by Michonne. He's the one that she called, he always called General. She was a fucking beast. Fuck yeah, she was a beast. She did really good in this movie. And she had a ton of fucking parts. Oh yeah, she was a big part of it. I loved it. Uh, undercover assignment so she can attend his coronation ceremony along with his mother, Ramonda, and younger sister, Shuri. At the ceremony, the Jabari tribe's leader, Mambaku, challenges T'Challa for the crown. Well, it's typical. What they do is they, they, they strip him of his powers. They, give him, they, make, they make him drink something that gets rid of the Black Panther power. And gives every all the other tribes the right to challenge the king because that you know to you know what I mean right right but none of the other tribes wanted to be part of it except for the Jabari tribe they're like the ones that are like they like apes I guess one of them was like rhinos they were panthers and this tri- this tribe was like apes and right. this guy was huge he goes I'll challenge you so they go and they fight like like human beings like no fucking no powers or nothing and uh, T'Challa gets gets them in some crazy fucking leg triangle thing around his neck and makes him tap out. <laughs> it was a pretty intense <laughs> fight. It was. I th- th- these scenes were fucking beautiful. They were so beautifully done. Yeah, when they fucking stopped, they stopped the waterfall by m- making those big holes and, you know, they yeah. those holes and it like made the waterfall stop. I want to know how all those people got up on those ledges. Yeah. Like that could not have been easy. No, absolutely not. But it was just it was there were they were, it was a beautiful scene. Everything oh, yeah. about it was just awesome. It was a nice little like place to <coughs> sit down and have a fight. It's really cool. I loved it, like because T'Challa, T'Challa always has like his weapon of choice is that sword and that weird shield of his. Yeah. But then when when, he, when that guy he hit the shield and the sword out of his hand, T'Challa got like more badass. Oh yeah. He was like whooping his ass with his bare fucking knuckles, and that guy had like a big ass weapon, and it was awesome. Yeah, dude, that guy's fucking dope. Um. Did you finish that one? Yeah. Okay. So. Oops. All right. So when Claw resurfaces to uh, sell a stolen Wakandan artifact to a buyer in Busan, South Korea, T'Challa's closest friend, Wakabi, um, who lost his parents as a result of Claw's action, urges him to bring Claw to <coughs> justice. So, yeah. So then it, it's, it cuts over to... Uh, Killmonger. We get our first look at Killmonger, and he's in, I think it's uh, um, London, United Kingdom. He's at like a museum or whatever, and he's looking at uh, artifacts and stuff, and he comes across a artifact that is made out of vibranium. And he's just like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I want this, and he poisons that bitch or whatever. And he goes, you have all the security watching you. He's like, but you don't want you to be put in your body. Yep. So then uh, Claw shows up, and they, uh, that was a, it was brilliant. Like, he, you know, he like gave that guy a chance to run. 
He's like, he's like, gonna separate this crime scene. He says, <laughs> yeah, he like, makes it look like amateurs. Yeah, it's it was smart. I, I've never heard that before. I was like, that's awesome. So they did that, and then uh, they so they wanted to bring Claw to justice because Claw, what did he do to Wakabi? Who's Wakabi again? The guy with the rhinos. Oh, he killed his father. Oh, okay, yeah, when yeah. He infiltrated. He killed his father. Yeah, so he wanted him to be brought to justice. So T'Challa, Okoye, and Nakia go to the underground casino where the deal is taking place in South Korea um, to find that the buyer is a CIA agent, Everett Ross, who takes Claw into custody against T'Challa's will. Claw tells Ross that Wakanda's intent or international image is just a front for technologically advanced civilization. Um, before being broken out Eric, or by Eric, now an ex-U.S. black ops soldier, who goes by the name uh, Killmonger. Ross is seriously injured during the attack, and T'Challa decides to take him back to Wakanda, where their technology can save him rather than pursue Claw. Um, Shuri tell or heals Ross with vibranium, while T'Challa confronts Zuri about Njobu. Uh, uh, Njobu, Killmonger kills Claw and takes his body to Wakanda as a token, revealing his identity to the tribal elders and challenging. T'Challa for the throne, Killmonger kills Zuri, and then, after triumphing in ritual combat, hurls the defeated T'Challa over a waterfall. After ingesting the heart-shaped herb to gain the powers of the Black Panther... He, like, beat his ass, too. Oh, yeah, dude. He fucking whooped him. <clears throat> it was ridiculous. Uh, Killmonger orders the remaining herbs to be burned, and then enacts his father's plan and prepares shipments of Wakandan weapons to be distributed to operatives around the world. But what's her face? She stole one. Yeah, she stole one Nakia. Of those herbs. Yeah, she yeah she walked in and stole one of the herbs, which is super smart for of her to do. Um, so Wakabi supports uh, Killmonger's decision and his tribesmen, and then um, <coughs> Nakia, Shuri, and Ramonda and Ross flee to seek the aid of J- the Jabari. So this is pretty interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, she goes there. Uh, at the home of the Jabari tribe, the group find a comatose T'Challa after she offers the herb to the leader of that group. And he goes, come with me. And you know, he took her and they found him and they had him in the snow to keep him alive. And uh, so uh, she uh, Jabari in repayment for him sparing Mbaku's life. Uh, healed by a heart-shaped herb snatched by Nakia before the others were burned, T'Challa returns to Wakanda to comp- complete his combat with Killmonger who was now wearing a Black Panther suit of armor of his own. Uh, Shuri and Nakia joined the Dori, Dora Milahe and Jabari in battling Wakabi and his army. While Ross pilots a jet to shoot down the planes carrying the weapons before they can leave the country, which that shit is dope. Fuck yeah, dude, that is some awesome-ass technology. Yeah. Uh, within Wakanda's vibranium mine, T'Challa uses sonic mine technology to disrupt Killmonger's suit and fatally stab him. Killmonger declines an offer to be healed and imprisoned, choosing to die instead to die free so let's talk about a couple of things so in when they go so when black panther's new suit first of all is it's it's dope so we go and we see some pretty interesting technology um his sister is who i'm sure is shuri is that who that is i think so um these names are hard to remember yeah well the, the, she gives him like silent feet uh shoes which yeah. were pretty fucking cool um they, they they like absorbed shock or something like that you couldn't hear anything they're like stomping his feet down and it was not silence and then his new suit, which is inside, like completely inside the necklace that he wears, 
mm-hmm. you know, comes out and it, it fucking does something really dope, which like it absorbs all the kinetic energy being thrown at him. Yeah, by bullets, punches, anything. Whatever. Yeah, and then it can be redistributed later at any given moment. Like a shockwave. Yeah, and it's fucking crazy. The way it's utilized in this movie I thought was really, really well done. I loved it. That scene where he like she's like kick it and he kicks it and he kicks it across the room. She goes not that hard, <laughs> and then uh, she's like kick it again and he kicks it again and it blows him back across the fucking room. It was awesome. Yeah, he was basically getting kicked by himself. Which I had a I, an interesting question. Wouldn't like if Killmonger had the suit because his did the same thing. <clears throat> okay. And he absorbed. It, let's say let's say T'Challa absorbed a bunch of kinetic energy and then d- used it against Killmonger. Wouldn't his suit absorb that same kinetic energy that was just used on him and then be redistributed back at mm-hmm. T'Challa? Probably. It would just be like never ending for that power, that specific power. Right. That's weird. I didn't think about that until yesterday. I was like, that's fucking bizarre. But I don't remember an instance in which he used that against him and it and it and it worked. But he still would have that power in his suit. He used it a few times. He used it on the car and that shit was so dope. That chase scene, he like jumped on the hood and he like did that boom and he jumped off of it and onto that other piloted car. And he used it as a couple of, he got like attacked by that fucking rhino and he used that power. Well, like he took the rhino down, but then he used the power he was like Surrounded by all those people, and he was like, boom, boom, and everybody goes flying. Oh, so neat, dude. I love that. It always reminds me of when I play Arkham, I play the Arkham games. Because when you're Batman, if you fly straight down to the ground and you press circle, yeah, he, he does a shockwave, boom, and everybody goes flying. It's oh, cool. that's so cool, dude. I love it. But yeah, it was super interesting just to, to see. But yeah, that fight was fucking weird. It was super anticlimactic. And they just like had like a weird little standoff in that fucking like railroad thing. It was like making their suits get all fucked up. Yeah, it was the fucking I can't remember what she called it. It was like sonic waves or something. It was, and uh, it was it was just disrupting the suit from being it. And so he stabbed him right there, right where he needed to. With that, it was probably a vibranium spear. I don't know. It was very uh, uh, that last fight scene was very not as awesome as I was hoping for. Yeah, but like the big battle where everybody was fighting was kind of cool. Oh, that fight was awesome. You know. uh Michonne's character, whatever the fuck her name is, I can't remember, Nakia or Shuri? Uh, I think Shuri. it is, well, I think that's his sister, but I think her name is... Okay, Okoye. Yeah. There was a scene when when they were in London or whatever at that gambling hall, and then they ended up on that chase scene. She took her spear, and she threw it through the back window of the car in front of her and it went out the windshield and impaled into the ground. That shit was dope. And then the car hit the spear and like fucking flipped. I was like, wow. <laughs> then there was that other scene where she ended up like fucking skidding down the hill. Yeah, she like got it. She's like surfing down the hill and that other girl's just sitting in the seat. <laughs> I was like, what a fucking beast, dude. She's a beast in that movie. Yeah, man. she's like, probably the most bad. She's like, they called her the best warrior in Wakanda. Like she's, yeah, she did so good. I really Imagine if it. she had the Black Panther fucking power. Oh my dude. God, man. She'd be unstoppable. Yeah, she was a monster. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather see her and shit than the fucking Walking Dead. Yeah. And other shit like this. Anyway, so, all right. Uh, rejecting Wakanda's isolationism, T'Challa establishes an outreach center in Oakland to be run by Nakia and Shuri. Um, so, yeah, he bought the building that was yeah. right outside the basketball court in which uh, his yeah. uh, Eric's father died and... His uncle, you know, where his uncle killed <coughs> Eric's father and whatever. Um, and then in a mid credit scene, T'Challa appears before the United Nations to reveal Wakanda's true nature uh, to the world. And then in a post credit scene, Shuri comes to the help, or continues to help Bucky Barnes yep. with his recuperation. I'm going to get him ready for fucking 
So and they Infinity what they War. did was unbrainwash him. Is that what is that what they're doing? I think that might be part of it. And, and they're um, gonna give him another arm. I hope. I imagine. Because his, his arm, his arm, his other arm was vibranium. I think. I'm not sure. I think so. It was. I mean, I'm. It was something close. Yeah, <laughs> it was close. If not, because maybe it was adamant, adamantium. I don't know. I don't know if they brought adamantium in the in the MCU. I don't know. I don't think so. I wonder if you can, what kind of information you could bring up if you highlight and smart look up. Let's see what shows up. Bucky Barnes. This is my feast. Winter, Winter Soldier's left arm is a cybernetic prosthetic with superhuman strength and enhanced reaction time. The arm can function when not in contact with barns and can discharge bolts of electricity uh, from its palm. The arm can discharge an EMP, causing electronics to either shut down or become useless. The use of Barnes' EMP is shown when Barnes uses it to shut down Nick Fury LMD. When he attempts to use it on Iron Man, the arm has a holographic function disguised as a flesh and blood arm. As Captain America, he possesses the original indestructible vibranium alloy shield used... Okay, well... I'm not sure his arm's made out of vibranium. Hmm. Well, it got totally fucked up by Iron Man's, like, chest beam. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Cap's shield didn't. Yeah, no, I don't think it did. So, yeah, I'm pretty because sure... Because in Avengers, there's a scene where... I don't know if it came from... Uh, Iron Man's chest or not, but whenever he like jumps down, he was just like, "Hey!" He puts his shield up and he like blasts the beam and it like goes bounces off. Yeah, I think that was from his chest. I'm not 100 percent sure though. Even so, but yeah, I don't think it's vibranium. Yeah, that makes sense. If they they, they would probably because it is indestructible. The indestructible vibranium alloy shield. So yeah. well, I mean, it's not. I mean, what was the word? It was it an Ultron that destroyed it. It was like broken in half or some shit. The shield. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, that was just the image, like a. That could have been. Was like that just that. when Tony was seeing the future? Or it could have been. Yeah. So it's probably maybe it's still to come in Infinity War. It'll be interesting to see what that scene. How you know what's accurate in that scene. When Tony sees the future, I don't know. Once Infinity War comes out and all this stuff comes to a culmination, it'll be fun to go back and find out all the Easter eggs that they have already been left. Fifteen characters to have broken Cap's shield. Doctor Doom. I'm not surprised. Thanos. He, like, just shredded it. Molecule Man. (laughs) Okay, yeah, makes sense. (laughs) Sentinels. Sentinels. Interesting. Thor. King Thor. <laughs> the Serpent. Okay, looks crazy. Loki. Gregory Stark. Who the fuck is that? I don't know. Ultron. Mutant Wars. Ooh, Maybe it did happen in Ultron, man. Namora. Interesting. Namora? Vibranium Cancer. Early days. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. All right. Well, I don't, I don't know if I have much more to say. Like the movie was good. It was there was some good action, some shitty action, some. I mean, all of the it was it looked great. Like, everything looked great. So. Yeah, it was beautifully done. I don't, I don't know. This is, but uh. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. It's just it's a, it's a it's a good ass movie. Go watch it. Be part of the be a part of the the thing and then uh or be a part of the what the fuck am I trying to say? Sales. Be a part of the sales. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I fucking decided to specify that, but yeah. Uh definitely go check it out. And then this let's see, next week. Next week we are back on regular shit. Maybe we can do like an Arrowverse thing or something like that if we catch up between now and then. Yeah, I'm down with that. Uh, if not, there should be some news coming out. Yeah. Um, between all that stuff, and then yeah, we're we're almost to March, so we'll be <coughs> ready to rock out episode eighty-two. Oh yeah, and the uh, pizza podcast was totally a fucking bust, <laughs> so we're gonna have to redo it. <laughs> yeah, a lot of technical problems. Yeah, we had a shitload of them. Oh no, dude! Next week's fucking super fights, guys. Oh yeah. That's what's fucking happening Saturday next night. Week. Yeah, that's so when we're doing it, but that's when we're doing it. But next, that's so next Monday we probably won't record, and I'll just put that episode up instead. Yeah, fine with me. That's gonna be fun. So we're gonna, you guys are gonna be able to see Christian Stoey, returning guest Christian Stoey, take on, or you know, defend the championship against all the other guests that we've had this year, mm-hmm. minus two of them that can't make it. Right. Um. Who. Uh, Mikey and AJ. Mikey can't make it. Mikey sure. can't make it for sure. That's gay. He has to. He has to work or something. He can't get out of it. He uh, tried. He said he tried. Stupid. But uh, so he's gonna. So it's gonna be Stoey, Robbie, um, Theo, Nate, Shane. It's only five people. And I might be forgetting one. I don't know. Aaron. Aaron. So six. Yeah, six people, and then you and me and Brett. Judging. judging okay good well i don't have anything else to say so. <laughs> but yeah uh i put those things at the beginning of our of our uh show the, all the messages and stuff so all, all all the people who contributed thank you and go check out their shows too we got um we'll just i'll just name them real quick we got uh robert and colton from the remote control podcast soon to be uh bridging the geekdom podcast and then we got uh the rick and morty podcast uh, uh interdimensional rss um, Dave and Jason from DC on screen um, should have one in there from Odd Dad Out. Got one from Steve, the pizza podcast guy, and then we got another one from um, Shane St. Laurent uh, on YouTube. Uh, there might be a couple more in there that I'm. Fe- oh yeah, Spoiler Country. We got one from there. Um, okay, and we so yeah, we got a whole bunch of stuff. Um, so go check out their shows. Um, they're all real bunch of good guys. Um, and yeah, that's it. So we'll see you guys next week for a super fight.